Have you ever heard this question? Why does NASA spend all that time and billions of dollars on stars and planets when we have so many problems here on Earth? Well, NASA answers that question, and they can prove why their technology is crucial before, during, and after disasters that we do face on this planet. We'll explore this topic when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We appreciate you taking your time and being here with us today. And this is some interesting information that Krista has put together, and it really does make sense. Now, on our last podcast episode, we shared with you the adoption of little Tucker that we have had for, not we, our daughter has had. This is a grandchild, Mm -hmm. grand adopt. Yeah. (laughs) So we shared that with you, and we've had him for 18 months, and they were able to finalize that adoption on January the 31st. And we waited until they shared it publicly before we shared anything. But we shared that with you. And then we promised some very exciting news to come. You want to share that with the listeners? Yes. The very same day that the adoption ceremony took place. In fact, right at the end of the ceremony. Right. When the whole room was still gathered together, son-in-law Keith announced that Another child is going to come due in September. Well, what that means is the Randy and Keith are going to have another baby. And this one's not by adoption. No, this is a natural born. So we were very overjoyed and overwhelmed and surprised and thought, what a great, great experience. And to top that all off, it happened to be Keith's birthday. Yes. So I don't know what we're going to do to top his birthday this next coming year. But so not only do we have our instant adopted grandson, instant after 18 months, but we have another grandchild coming in a few months. And we are overjoyed and excited that a fourth child is going to be in their family. Family, uh, this year. So that's, whew, they've got teenager, they have a teenager, they've got a nine-year-old, and they've got an 18-month-old, and then one on the way. So we're excited that our little quiver is just getting full. And let me tell you this, and you've probably heard it at some point, and if you have children, but you don't have grandchildren, just wait. They're so much better than your kids. <laughs> they really are. So much more fun. And we also wanted to kind of give a shout out to the foster parents here in America and the adoptive parents. You know, this is a very unique calling on mm-hmm. someone's life to be able to stand in and parent that child. The biggest question often asked is, how can you do this when you, how can you foster a child when you have the possibility of that child not staying with you? Wouldn't you get too attached? And it would be a probability because we've had two daughters that have been in the foster program uh, as foster parents, and both of them have had many more children that they have fostered and then had to bid them goodbye. You know, people ask them the question, isn't it heartbreaking? Don't you get too attached? And they both individually and independently from each other answered, 
getting attached is exactly what you have to do mm-hmm. because number one, it's not about you. It's about the children. And some of these children have never known a home where they felt a bond or an attachment. Or felt safe. So it's the risk worth taking when you're a foster parent. Of course, it's heartbreaking to see a a little one go or a young person go that's been in your care, because certainly you do develop bonds Mm -hmm. of love. And sometimes those bonds of love last forever, depending on where that child ends up. So don't ever let the fear of attachment or the fear of saying goodbye keep you from the calling of being a foster parent, if that's what God wants you to do. And someone asked me that question here just a couple of weeks ago about how they could do that. And they said, I don't think I could do that and knowing that I'm going to have to let them go. And I pointed out just what you were saying. That child needs to feel that love, even if it's for a short period of time. If that's something of interest to you, contact your local Department of Human Resources. They'll put you in contact with how you can become a foster parent. And they have had children for as little as 16, 18 hours to where they would just have them overnight or for the day, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes just for the weekend. But it's something that's very, very needful, and it will bless your heart. Let's talk about our sponsors for just a moment. We begin with 4Patriot, and that's the number 4 and Patriot. They're your go-to for emergency long-time storage food and for other things. Also, the Pro One Gravity Water Filter. We use the Pro One here in our house. We really like it. There's a Pro One of a certain size that would fit your household, so check them out. And Aura. A-U-R-A. They're your all-in-one digital safety for the whole family through VPN and identity protection. And the ProLine Digital Group. This is your custom, reliable, innovative solution for apps, for websites, for hosting, and for digital leads. And all of our sponsors are linked from our website at practicalprepping.info. Let's get into this episode and talk about what's been going on in Turkey and Syria. By now, all of you have heard about the earthquake that took place in the southern portion of Turkey and also over the borderline into the western area of Syria. There were actually two earthquakes. The first one was a magnitude 7.8, which is pretty serious. And then there was a second one at 7.5. You know, I knew about the first one. But until you told me, I did not know that there was a second earthquake. And you think about a 7.5 coming after a 7.8. Well, that might also explain the cataclysmic destruction that's taking place. In my research this morning, as of about 11 o'clock our time, central time here in the U.S., there were a known 34,000 dead. I mean, that figure alone absolutely blew me back and at least 85,000 injured. And I was reading some more details about this. Not only is this obviously a catastrophe Mm -hmm. for humanity. How do you handle 34,000 dead? This is a way past what they're geared for, which is why international aid is so important. The Turkish authorities have already issued arrest warrants for the contractors and construction workers that erected substandard buildings. 
And that isn't to say that, you know, a building is going to withstand all earthquakes ever, but there are substandard construction practices that definitely led to the destruction of some of these buildings. And some of these contractors and architects and builders are going to face some legal authorities on that. They need to be held accountable. And this has put whole families, it's put strangers, uh, it's put people sleeping in cars, and there's also winter temperatures going there, so it's not like you can sleep on the streets very easily. And there's international aid pouring in, but it's hampered. And I go back to 85,000 people injured, even with international aid coming in. How do you handle 85,000 Injuries. Well, I mean, think of this. Their hospitals and medical centers are already destroyed as well. Mm-hmm. Where are these injured and dead going to go? Who, who can even get to them? And of course, fortunately and miraculously, we've seen several examples of toddlers and babies and even a newborn infant literally born after the earthquake, that newborn. So some babies and some elderly people and certain persons have been rescued alive, badly injured, but alive. And so that's just a pure miracle. We're so thankful for that. They have a lot of the search dogs involved in this where they're looking for those folks. And those little dogs do a great job. Oh, and they are relentless and they won't quit until the job is done. A food shortage could be coming. Even in the United States, economic experts wrote at the end of the summer crop season. Farmers sense it, too. John Boyd, Jr., a fourth-generation farmer, told Fox News that, quote, We're going to see empty food shelves in the coming months, end of quote. That's why survival food is more important than ever. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years, super survival food, hand-packed right in a family-owned facility in the USA and giving jobs to over 200 Americans. The kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant, and they stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. And right now, you can go to fourpatriots.com and use code PREPPER to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. You'll get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order, plus free shipping on orders over $97. They're called Four Patriots because a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support veterans and their families. Just go to fourpatriots.com and use code PREPPER to get 10% off. That's fourpatriots.com. Use the discount code PREPPER and start building your own food stockpile today. Are you tired of the taste of the water coming from your faucet? Do you ever wonder what is causing that taste? Did you know that treated water on municipal systems often has residue of chlorine effect? There's also bacteria. There are heavy metals. There's a vast number of different things that can add some form of taste to the water. And in some municipalities, you can actually see a color in a clear glass. Oh, it passes the quote-unquote safety test, but there's still something in there. Would you like to have crystal clear, clean, great-tasting water? 
Pro One Gravity Water Filters will give you just that. We have the Pro One Big Plus, and we use it daily. It makes our water taste better, and it even makes the coffee and the tea taste better. Pro One is also our backup water plan, just in case stuff hits the fan and the city's water system becomes contaminated or shuts down. If it really hits the fan and there's no water, we can source water from a nearby creek or the river, and we can run it through our Pro One filter, and we'll have clean water. Pro One filters come in several sizes to meet the needs of your family. They are affordable, and through December 31st of this year, the Pro One Gravity water filters are 25% off, and there's free shipping on all orders over $69.95. Pro One Gravity Water Filters. The link is on our website, practicalprepping.info. We all love the internet, right? We love it so much that we knowingly take risks every day while doing little to protect ourselves online. We do this because most security tools are complicated, expensive, or just plain bad. We're excited to tell you about our new sponsor, Aura. Aura is a digital safety service built for modern threats. It's an all-in-one solution that monitors and protects your identity, finances, devices, and more from digital deadbeats. Aura is on a mission to create a safer Internet. And for Aura, that not only means creating the best security tools, it means making it so easy that you'll actually use it. Keep your connection private on public Wi-Fi with one-click encryption. Quickly know if someone has attempted to use your identity or credit without your permission with alerts to your app, phone, or email, up to four times faster than competitors. Also, Aura doesn't just catch threats, they help you resolve them. With 24-7 U.S.-based support and dedicated resolution agents, Aura's team will work with you to resolve fraud issues, even if it means getting on a three-way call with your bank at midnight. All plans come with all the features you need to stay safe, with no add-ons or extras needed. Just choose whether you want to protect yourself, two adults, or your whole family. Plus, the price you pay when you sign up is the price you pay when you renew. Aura won't raise your prices in year two, hoping you won't notice. Aura keeps their plans affordable, so you stay protected. Now for a limited time, Aura is offering Practical Prepping Podcast listeners a 14-day trial, plus a check of your data to see if you've already been part of a data breach, all for free when you use the link on our website. Go to practicalprepping.info, click on the Aura link, and sign up for a 14-day free trial and to see if you've already been part of a data breach for free. That's practicalprepping.info. Click on the Aura link and sign up for a 14-day free trial. Certain terms apply. See their site for detail. So the question then, getting back to our topic question, how does NASA and their technology figure into this earthbound disaster response? Well, NASA actually has areas called Applied Earth Science, and they use their own satellite technology and the technology of commercially driven satellites to inform agencies all around the world from a space viewpoint called the Damage Proxy Map. 
a DPM. The damage proxy map is a very valuable source of information because it shows an area affected before the catastrophe and then after. And they use a disaster mapping portal for international use. This is where local communities that are affected by disaster can evaluate damage and assess how they're going to deal with the catastrophe at hand, and help to prevent catastrophes later. In fact, NASA is one of the many participants in the International Charter for Space and Major Disasters. So they're already on the ground in the sense of providing data. So what is NASA's purpose in a disaster effort? Their purpose is to address the challenges before they become catastrophes or to help communities recover after catastrophes. Now, truth be told, NASA is not themselves an operational response agency, but they have access to resources, to relationships, and to scientific expertise, and all of these will activate when a disaster strikes. And their research includes vital information about combined hazards, like earthquakes leading to tsunamis, and also cascading disasters, such as burst water or gas pipelines, landslides, severe weather, and other types of disaster events that pile on to each other. How does NASA's work help in disasters? Well, they can provide decision makers, communities, and governments with life-saving Earth observations. Their technology from space reduces risks, it improves response, it hastens the recovery efforts, and it promotes resilience in these affected communities. They use a resource called Commercial Small Sat Data Acquisition. They also use their own research and the research from NOAA and the Suomi NPP that specifically tracks at night to track power outages. And they also study weather events and air and ground-based travel access that impacts rescuers or the arrival of aid to the affected area. You know, since that very first tremor in Turkey last week, NASA Applied Earth Science has provided vital real-time data in the way of photographs and paper graphs to the emergency aid organizations that are involved in the rescue and the recovery efforts. The fault line that affect Turkey and Syria is called the East Anatolian Fault Line. It is connected to other fault lines. This is cause for concern, and NASA research has been able to identify those areas and those fault lines. And the fact that it hit a very populous region resulting in this catastrophic loss of life and destruction of property is quite serious. And this research is going to go into that database for future efforts to help address this challenge and to take action. And certainly we here at Practical Prepping, we have a heart for people around the world. and We certainly call for prayer and for an action. We'll talk about that a little bit later about how are ways that maybe we can help assist our neighbors across the sea. How else does NASA's technology help us? Well, this is part of the answer to the initial question of why isn't NASA helping uh, with Earth problems instead of just being focusing on space? Well, NASA does help with Earth problems and not only are they in boosting disaster response? Here's some other ways that NASA is using space technology to benefit life here on Earth. 
they have what's called program areas. And these are some of their program areas. Ensuring food security. This is called the NASA Harvest Consortium. They're actually led by the University of Maryland, and they have 40 partners worldwide that is ensuring the food supply chain and all of the factors that affect it from agriculture all the way to the economy. Another area is empowering communities, and this is for environmental management and land use. They also have environmental resilience. They study climate effects, temperature changes, and sustainable agriculture. They also have an area called strengthening ecosystems, promoting health and air quality. They have the enhancing water management program and the reducing harm from wildfires program. So you can see clearly that for many decades and behind the scenes, supposedly, NASA has been working very much with the problems on Earth, way more than we ever could have imagined, at least me anyway. I had no idea that they were doing all of these things. And I'm delighted to find out that they can use these digital images from space to study our planet and to study the natural disaster systems like volcanoes and earthquakes, hurricanes, cyclones, typhoons, tsunamis, tornadoes, all those sorts of things, floods, wildfires. And that technology gives vital information. So, yes, they're definitely helping benefit life on Earth. What can we learn from this most recent catastrophe in Turkey and Syria? Well, uh, we can learn that we need to have better building construction. You know, that's something that they're doing here in America is building especially high-rise and and industrial buildings with earthquake code building construction to help withstand larger and more powerful earthquakes. And they actually have been put to the test and found to be quite plausible, quite useful. Also, this catastrophe in Turkey and Syria can help us to identify our own bug out plans, give us awareness for when we have to move quickly and get to safety. You mentioned it earlier, but how can we come to the aid of those that are affected? Well, it's human nature, I believe, for us to want to reach out and help someone, particularly in this type of heartbreaking event. But the most important thing we can do right now is send money. Money is needed first and foremost to international organizations like the Red Cross or even Samaritan's Purse because Products and items are different depending on the region and the access that you go to, but the money would go to being able to get those products and resources to the affected areas on a much swifter timetable, and it's a much more reasonable use of resources to donate financially. Red Cross, Samaritan's Purse, World Vision, even UNICEF. Organizations like that can go a long way to providing the, what is really needed at the time. So do consider financial donations. And we'll put those links in the show notes and on the blog at practicalprepping.info. It's interesting information about an agency that we don't consider being involved in disaster relief, but it provides much needed information to help those affected, even though it's rarely known. You know, I was thinking about practical prepping, our our podcast and what we do, and we usually focus on what starts at home and focusing on prepping for our life, our household, our particular needs, our interests. But 
Disasters happen everywhere on this volatile planet, and they've been going on for thousands of years. Mm -hmm. So we would be remiss if we thought that these things could never, ever, ever happen to us. They can, and they do. And we need to reach out and help where we can and in ways that we can. You can even do a little bit more research about NASA's hand in all of this if you go to appliedsciences.nasa.gov. And, as Krista always says, Stuff happens, and it sure has happened in Turkey and Syria. So we need to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Practical Prepping Podcast. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info or through the website. You can also find us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.